Hey guys, welcome back to the Homeschoolers Handbook. I am here today with Veldora Rice. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Um, Veldora is the owner and director of Write from the Heart, which is an online writing and literature program for kiddos grades six through 12. And you guys have been going and in business since 2005. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> impressive. Um, I am excited. I was reading over our notes um, last night for our conversation today. And I was like, oh, what perfect timing. I had a conversation yesterday with uh, someone about kids and writing. And I have both boys and girls. And I can tell you that as a mama, um, the girls seemed like more creative. Like they didn't you know, struggle yeah. with they had to sit down and write an essay. And then I have other kiddos, hashtag boys, who one of them tries to make chat GPT his best friend. And, you know, we, we've had to learn from that. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. So thanks again for being here. Thank you. And I actually have even have an answer about chat GPT. My husband and I have been working on it. So we'll I love it. <laughs> tell us uh, to, to get rolling. Tell us about right from the heart and you know there's you know a thousand different writing options out there for for homeschool parents but what what sets you guys apart there there really are a lot of options out there but right from the heart is an online writing program um we also have paper resources as well um we 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 focus on the online classes because what we believe the philosophy behind right from the heart is that we believe every child has a voice and every child has something to say. The problem with a lot of kids that are reluctant writers are not that they're bad writers, but they've been told you have to write this way with this formula. And they feel like I can't just write the way I talk. I can't just say what I want to say. You're giving me all these rules. And especially Let's be honest, sometimes hashtag boys don't like following the rules um, or or you're really high spirited girls. They don't there's kids that just don't like that. And what we try to teach them, because this is what we believe, is that writing is an art form and writing is communication and writing is telling people what's inside of myself. But we don't teach it that way. We teach it like you have to learn sentences and you have to learn paragraphs and there's this rule and that rule and you can't put this in and you can't put that in. We don't teach it that way. We start with who they are and what they want to talk about. And then we go from there and we say, hey, now you want to say this and you want to talk about that? That's awesome. Here's these rules and structures that will help you communicate your idea better. And when you put it to them like that, all of a sudden these aren't rules. They're tools to make them be better understood by the world. And who doesn't want to be better understood by everyone around them? And mm -hmm. so that's, that's the approach that we take with writing. Um, we do it through our online classes. We do it through our paper resources as well. Um, but our focus is on helping kids figure out who am I and what do I want to say to the world? I love that. Do you guys offer other, other things besides writing classes? We have, yeah, we have, so we have writing and English classes, um, and we're kind of expanding out. We have, we have, um, we have two different types of classes. We have year-long full credit classes that are 30 weeks long. Um, and those are different from a lot of other online classes because they are interactive and they're designed to help kids um, work with one another. So we actually are interacting, Nobody, but nobody's on, on the computer at the same time. 
Um, we set it up very similar to a college online class where you're required to go in and read each other's work and comment on each other's work. So we're working. So we actually create a very strong community in those classes, but no one is online at the same time. So it's this beautiful blend of um, the best oh, of both good. worlds. Um, so yeah, those are a year long collaboration. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and they're reading each other's papers and they're learning how to do critical evaluation, all of those kinds of things. Um, so our so those are our year-long classes and they are 30 weeks long and they have daily or every couple day deadlines. Um, so they're more structured. Um, they have coaches. We have professional coaches. All of our coaches have degrees in um, a bachelor, at least a bachelor's degree. Most of them have master's degrees in English and education. Um, so they're in there daily, every single day, talking to the kids, responding to them. So it's a very, very interactive classroom. Um, but some people don't homeschool that way where they want to be interacting in English every day or every couple of days. Um, so we also have workshops and our workshops are four weeks long and those are, um, a little bit more self-paced. Everything's due by Friday. So you have the full week to do all the work as you see fit in your schedule, um, you post everything online and then a coach comes in over the weekend um, and actually interacts with with that student. So they're still getting the interaction. They're just getting it at the end of the week and it's with the, just the teacher and them. So it's a little bit more individualized, um, a little bit more relaxed for those, those people that want a little bit more relaxed deadlines. Um, and a lot mm -hmm. of families will pick our workshops, like I said, are four weeks long. So a lot of families will kind of create their own English credit. And they'll do five or six workshops and put them together. And we give a discount for that as well. And I write an evaluation at the end that says, here's what you did for your English credit. And they kind of like an all cart, build your own English credit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So yeah. it can, it can tailor to a number mm -hmm. uh, of different types of homeschooling Absolutely. families, yep. so to speak. Um, okay. So one of the most common questions that come that comes from mamas and daddies uh is my child hates to write <laughs> you know and it's kind of imperative yeah. in life that you know I mean writing is communication right we've all got to know how to communicate well absolutely um, so what what would you tell that parent who says my kiddo hates hates to write well there's two <laughs> Uh, the first, the first question I would ask that parent, honestly, is do they hate to do the act of writing, like the act of writing itself, like writing with a pencil, or do they actually yeah. hate the process of writing? Cause those are two different things. If the answer is they hate writing with a pencil, then there's an easy solution to that. Don't have them write with a pencil anymore. We have all yeah. of this technology. Online writing classes are great for kids like that. If, um, my son had this, this graphia, so he hated writing with a pencil. And as soon as he started taking these classes, he he went from writing, struggling to write a couple sentences to writing paragraphs because he was typing on a computer and it took away that stress of the physical act of writing. Um, so if that's what you're struggling with, I would recommend that you either have them type it or even have them dictate to you. Um, there's nothing that, that can't, there's nothing... There's, there's no rule that says that writing has to be done yourself all the time. So if they're struggling with the actual act of writing, getting their ideas out, maybe doing some of your assignments where you're dictating, where they're dictating to you is not a bad thing. Um, because that's the other part of writing is not 
it's not the physical act of writing. It's the, it's the process of writing in your head. It's the process of how I have these thoughts. I have these ideas. How do I communicate these ideas to another person? And how do I do it? Well, how do I put it into a sentence? How do I put it into a paragraph? How do I make it make sense? And a lot of kids really struggle with that. Um, And that's where people come and say, my kid hates writing. They hate putting it in that structure. They hate they just want to talk or they just want to say what their ideas are. Why do I have to follow these rules? Or why do you, why are you telling me that this is a run on? I just, I'm just trying to tell you what I'm trying to tell you. Um, And that's where we, we work a lot with those, with those students. And we talk to them about, like I said, we, we use those tools and we say, well, this is a great idea, but if you make sure this isn't a run on, I'm going to understand your idea a whole lot better. Um, And when you approach it that way, um, kids become a lot less reluctant to take correction um, when you're mm-hmm. trying to help them become, become a better communicator. That's good. That's good. Uh, so I'm going to give a plug here. Veldora was one of the speakers for the uh, college and career fest that top picks hosted as well as back to school bash. But the, again, writing is imperative regardless of what you're going to do in life, so to speak. But um, I'm guessing you have kids, uh, high school kids in, in your program that some are college bound, some are maybe career bound or, you know, other avenues, trade school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing it's, it's a good match for, for either, for both, for all. It is. We have we have different classes for different students. Some of our high school classes are honors classes. Um, we for the kids that are college bound, we have um, literature classes and honors English classes, and we actually go all the way up to AP. Um, our AP mm-hmm. English class is actually one of the only ones I know of online that prepares you for both the English language test and the English literature test in one year. Um, a lot of other online programs, they're, they're two separate AP tests. So a lot of people will take English literature in 11th grade and English language in 12th grade or vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. But we actually do it in one year. So a lot of our students actually get two English credits in one year and that frees up their schedule. Um, they're closely related. We do all the work um, parallel side by side so that they are prepared for both tests at the same time. So if that sounds like something that your student's interested in, um, it's definitely worth looking at. Um, it ends up being cheaper to do our class than two years of two other classes. Um, sure. As well, if you're trying to save money. Um, sure. But that's what everybody is today. Everybody is. Yeah. Um, but that's not, that's not obviously the route for everybody. Um, I have lots and lots of students that are like, they will never take our AP classes. They are, um, how do I get my English credits so that I can graduate? Um, and that's what some of our composition classes are for. A lot of those students take our workshops. Um, some of some students do other programs and then they come to us to uh, fill in the gaps. So maybe they're doing one of the other programs and they and mom says, you know, this program's great, but it's not strong in creative writing or it's not strong in um I feel like he's, I'm getting arguments about their essay unit and I can't get them to write an essay. Let's try something different. So they come and they take our introduction to essays workshop for four weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of families do that, especially with older kids that um, they need this English credit to graduate. 
let's take a couple mm-hmm. workshops. You can do one for one for a month. A lot of people do. A lot of people reward their kids and say, do one for a month, get it done. And then you get a month break and then do another workshop and then get a month break. So I have them on alternating months. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and we have a lot of, a lot of, um, I've been working to focus on practical writing and business writing and things like that, that um, there's not a lot of that out there for the kids that are going into trade school, but they need to know things like, okay, I'm going to go, I don't want to go to college. I want to be a plumber or I want to be, you know, or I'm, I'm starting a lawn care business and I'm in 10th grade and my neighbor wants to know, well, how much will you charge if I, if I, you know, I need a, a receipt and I need to know how much you're going to charge me for the season. Well, how do you write a business proposal? Nobody's yeah. teaching you how to write a business proposal in ninth grade English. So that's what we have. We have a business writing class. And one of the things we talk about in that is, Hey, you want to start a small business? Here's how to write a business proposal. Here's how to make it. Here's how to do an estimate and then write up that these are the things that I'll be doing. And this is what you'll get. And then you can have a professional business proposal that you're giving to someone. So that's in our business. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. That is Um, fabulous. I I actually was going to ask something um, of the sort but like writing a, a resume because mm-hmm. um, kids that are going straight yep. in, you know, to the job force, they, yep. they've got, they've got to do that too. Yep. So you're actually, and I was just going to say, we have a, we have a resume and cover letter writing class. And we actually, by the end of the four weeks, they have a completed resume with three uh, references in their resume packet and we've gone over how to write a cover letter, how to change your cover letter if you're sending it as an email attachment versus if you're sending it as a physical letter. What do I put in my email if I've already put everything in my cover letter? How do you how do you do that? How do you write? So we practice writing an email, you know, please see my attached resume that sounds professional. And we talk about writing a professional email and writing how how you get your resume out there and how you answer those 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 calls for jobs as well. That's fabulous. That is fabulous. I'm guessing you have, um, I know all the, your class information is on your website, but you also have resources that parents um, who may not you know, be ready to do online classes or whatnot, they, you have resources on your, on your site that they can refer to as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We have, um, I, we call them our paper resources because <laughs> there's that yeah. internally, that's what we call them. But um, there's a lot of people that, um, maybe they don't want their kids to be online or their kids are too young to be online. Um, There's a reason our classes start in sixth grade, to be honest, if you're younger than sixth grade, um, typing on the computer is harder. It actually makes it harder to do the work because they're not acclimated yet to online um, structure. So hard copies are better for those younger children. Um, So one of the things that we have is um, I wrote a a resource guide. It's called right from the heart. Uh, guide to engage or engaging writers. Um, and it's basically our teaching philosophy. It's a lot of what we teach in our classes. Um, each chapter goes through a different type of writing style. There's a, there's a section on transitions. There's a section on grammar. Um, there's even an MLA research writing section in the back. Um, and each chapter at the end of each chapter, there's activities and comprehension questions. So you could buy this. The intention was that you could buy this book and use it as a curriculum for a fourth or fifth grader um, and pick and choose and say, okay, we're going to do a, we're going to do a comparison paper. Now let's read this chapter. Let's talk about it. 
And then here at the end, there's there's a section you can write a pair. There's a paragraph activity and then there's essay options. So it gives you the ideas and the ways to ask your kids, here's what I want you to write. Because a lot of parents don't know what to, I want you to do a comparison paper, but I, I don't know, compare two things. I, I don't know what to tell you. And they don't necessarily know how to formulate that into an assignment. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what this book does. Um, and then that book actually is our textbook for all of our online classes, um, but we don't repeat any of the activities that are in the book. All of the activities are new and separate. So you could use that as your curriculum one year and then come into our online classes and we would be reviewing all of those same materials, but it would be all new topics, all new writing, additional information, taking it to the next step, if that makes sense. Oh. Fabulous. I'm glad I asked about that. Yeah. I'll I'll put a we'll put a link in the show notes for that resource for sure. Yep. And then sure. and then the other the uh, other I wanted to mention too, the other paper resources yeah. I have um because because my passion is helping kids love writing and loving finding their voice. Um I created during the pandemic, um I sat down with my son and and I wrote a whole bunch of journal writing prompt journals. So if you are having a hard time with getting your kid to write, um, one of the things that I highly, highly recommend that I think parents underutilize is letting your kid write without any criticism, without any mm -hmm. feedback, without anything, any feedback other than that's a great job. And if you think about mm -hmm. it, it's something that we miss, I think a lot of times with especially older kids. Because when our kids are like, I have a four-year-old, she draws, you can see one of her lovely artwork paintings here behind me. It's, I love it. <laughs> it's it's a little piece of paper that she glued onto another piece of paper and said, you need to hang this on your wall. And I hung it on my wall because I love my it daughter. It's, yeah. piece of, you know, it's it's what it is. It will it's never be a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. But I say, oh, wow, honey, you did such a great job. This is beautiful. Why don't we do that with writing? But a lot of times, especially when they're tweens and teens, they come to us and say, hey, mom, I wrote this. And you say, oh, cool. But this is a run on and this word spelled wrong. And this should be in a different paragraph. And I, I don't get this picture from my daughter and say, well, why did you only use blue? You should have added other colors, too. And if you had blended it over here and this cut isn't straight, I don't do that. I say it's beautiful and I hang it on my wall. So. How can we metaphorically hang our kids writing on our, on our walls? How can we do that? Especially when they're teenagers. Um, I think a lot of times we treat them and they want to be treated like adults and we start treating them like the adults as we should and giving them more responsibility, but there's still a little kid in there that wants, uh, wants their mom to say, Oh honey, what a beautiful story. I love it. I'm going to hang it on the yeah. fridge. They still want that from us. Yeah. So how can we do that? And that's why I created these journals. They are a place for your kids to say, okay, it's Friday. You know, we don't want to do a lot of school today. Write in, a, pick, pick a page and write in the journal. And then we'll talk about it. Or everyone in the family is going to write on this page. And then we're going to share our stories at dinner. And there's literally no judgment, no comments on grammar, no comments on anything. It's just a beautiful thing that they wrote. Um, we have story starters ones. We have silly ones for the younger elementary school where they can draw a picture on one side and write on the other side or dictate to mom on the other side. You know, things like if you got turned into a vegetable, what vegetable would you want to be and why? Silly things like that. Um, yeah. Things for the family. We have holiday ones. If you're interested in getting something for the 
Advent season, we have we have holiday ones for kids with pictures, holiday ones for families. Um, <clears throat> do that once a day or, you know, every other day. They're all about winter, their winter holiday topics. You know, what what would you do on your dream snow day? Thing, things like that. Um, yeah. and, and they're opportunities to create interaction as well because writing is communication. So we also mm-hmm. have a series that are parent and teen or parent and tween books where mom has a book or dad has a book and the child has a book and they write on the same prompt and you can say hey let's write on prompt number 14 and then we'll go get ice cream and talk about what we both wrote um and their design my son and I help he helped me write a lot of the questions and their questions like where do you see yourself in 10 years what are you what are you most afraid of becoming a teenager and then mom's question might be what thing were you most scared of when you when you were a teenager or what what's the biggest mistake that you made when you were a teenager and how did you learn from it things like that where we're opening the lines of communication because especially as we hit those teen years communication becomes harder so it's a way of asking questions and talking and communicating with one another and some people write in them and trade them and then and then write back to each other and they don't even talk about it. They just, they're just writing to each other. And some people get together and have a little date and talk about what they've written and expound on what they've written. Um, so there's lots of different ways to use those, but we have those. My goal is to help us find the heart of our kids through writing. I love that. And one thing that she just said that uh, as kids become teenagers, communication can become harder. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that, yes, it can become harder, but it is that much more important that the lines of communications are open and stay open between us as parents and and our kids, because those are the formative years. That's when they're, you know, figuring out who they want to be and, and whatnot. So I love that. Those, those journals would, um, definitely be great activities Uh, and and if I can give a plug I know every homeschooling family is different and it's not just my classes but Mm -hmm. if I can give a plug for the heart of the teenagers um sometimes when kids get to that 12 13 14 year range um writing can become particularly difficult for parents and kids um I I hear from a lot of parents saying you know, it used to be no problem and we just do writing. And now like he fights me every single day and he refuses to do it. Or there's pencils being thrown across the room that happened at my house. Um, Or, you know, my son would write something and I'd say, well, this needs to be fixed or that needs to be fixed. And he shoves the computer at me and says, you do it and stomps off. Like, why is this happening? That didn't used to be this way. Or we're constantly fighting over they're They're a reluctant writer because they don't want to write for me. And what I found in the 20 plus years I've been teaching is this thing happens when they become teenagers because they are finding their identity, because they are trying to think about who am I separate from mom and dad. But like you said, keeping those lines of communication open are so, so important. Um, Writing becomes this place where I'm communicating my heart. And I'm communicating what I'm thinking and feeling, but I'm kind of scared that maybe I'm not right or maybe I'm not doing it right. And then mom's coming in as teacher, trying to be a teacher and trying to help their child and saying, you know, this needs to be changed or this transition is bad. And it feels to the child 
like you're criticizing me and who I am. It's not about the sentence. It's about you're telling me I'm wrong and I'm bad and I don't make sense. And I'm already afraid that those things are already true about myself. So then when you say that about my writing, it feels like you're saying it about me. And now I'm angry at you. And there's this fight that happens because, because there's a lot more going on there than just writing. So if I could plead with the parents out there, whether you use my program or another program, please consider having somebody else teach your kids writing, even just for a little bit, so that you get to be on their team rather than being their instructor. And I know that that's not necessarily the answer for everyone. Um, And I know that my program won't be the right one for everyone, but I can't tell you, even with my own child who went through my program, I was never his teacher. He knew that I wrote the program. He knew that I made up the curriculum. He knew I was the boss of his teacher. And still, this conversation happened in our house. Mom, this assignment is so dumb. I hate it. I don't (laughs) want to do it. And I would say, oh, man. That teacher, she, she sure is making you do something really hard. Man, she should just she should just give you a break. And, he, and he'd say, yeah, she should. And I said, well, how can I help you? Well, can you help me do this or can you help me do that? And now all of a sudden I'm on a team with him. And it was weird because he never once said, you wrote this and you're doing this to me. It was always the teacher. And I could always throw the teacher under the bus and say like, oh, she's a tough one, isn't she? Man, she How expects she? so much. And and then it's not me expecting it. It's this dumb teacher over here. And doesn't she know that you have basketball practice tonight? <clears throat> and doesn't she know, okay, how can we fix it? And now I'm working with my kid, sometimes against an evil teacher, um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes against an evil writing assignment, but we're working together and we're and we're a team. And what I'm seeing is even with my son now, he's in college, he's sending me all of my co- all of his college papers. He doesn't have to, but he knows, hey, mom can look this over and she's a safe place and a safe person because, because we worked as a team together on writing rather than him handing it to me and me being the instructor all the time. So I would, as a parent of a teen, as an ambassador for these teens, I would beg you parents, try one, whether it's online or a co-op that you have or a friend, whatever you, whatever you can do, stop being your kid's writing teacher, even just for a little bit and see what that does for your relationship and see if maybe that's a way you want to go to help your child become a better writer. I love it. I am so, so glad you, you said that. That, that's a great note to end on. Veldora, you you are a delight. I appreciate you. I, I thank you for the for the wisdom and the encouragement that you just shared with these parents. And I know they will be blessed from it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening to the Homeschoolers Handbook. If you haven't already, hit subscribe so you're notified of each week's new episode. And if you would, leave us a review on iTunes. These reviews will help other homeschool parents like you find us. And then join us in the Facebook group, Top Picks Homeschool Curriculum Fair. We have an incredible community of homeschool families there, and we would love to have you be a part.